Hi, I'm Danny, and I've been a bartender in Las Vegas for the past 24 years. Over those years, I've heard a ton of great stories from fellow bartenders and Las Vegas workers. So I'll be your host as we listen in while they share their stories. This is Tales from Vegas. Hey guys, and welcome to episode four of Tales from Vegas. So tonight I have a special guest here. Um, he is the founder and the frontman for Darby O'Gill and Little Pilpin here in Vegas. Uh, Andy, how you doing? Oh, heidi dighty dighty dighty. Good, Danny. How are you? It's good to see you. It's good to see you, man. I haven't seen this gentleman in a few years. Yeah, um, it's been a little while. Right. So I, I <clears throat> the casino that I work at, I always like to keep my name uh, to keep the name of the casino out of there we had an irish bar in there we're going to call this irish bar what should we call it we'll call it a darby's irish bar how's that oh, sound man this is gonna uh, be hard oh, i don't know yeah, i didn't know we were leaving out names it's, it's okay that's the only two names i'm gonna leave out so um so andy's band used to play here uh, at this bar for years right is this where your band actually started at it yeah we were there uh, uh there was another bar leasing it before yeah and then uh, green, uh, the, it's going to be hard. That's okay. The casino. So yeah. there was another bar leasing for, and then the casino that it was in bought it. Got it. And <clears throat> well, they didn't buy it. They just didn't renew the lease. Gotcha. And then they took it over, which was, which was scary and great for us because yeah. we were in there for five years and right. every Friday, Saturday for five years. Right. And it was like our home base and we got really, really popular. Yep. You got all kinds of pussy. Yeah. Like, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, all, it was just, it got drunk, made a whole, like, 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 library of friends, you yeah. know, from you all the different rocking. people coming in. And it was just, just a really, really fun time. And then they said, okay, uh, they're not renewing our lease, so we're leaving. And we're like, oh. Yeah. So you, you guessed that you were out. I mean, did you yeah. think you were done for, basically? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I thought we'd have to find new job, new gigs and everything. Right, right, right. Since we're an Irish band. Like we're a niche act, yeah. So it's not like we can like go go down the street or something. Yeah, we're like right. we go to Carnival Court and you know, right. yeah. do a bunch of <laughs> traditional Irish folk songs. Yeah, you know, right, that, exactly. And I want that shit there, right? So, so we um, they the lease was not renewed, and they moved out. And then the casino called us, yeah, and the, the entertainment director, and she said, "Hey, uh, we're opening an Irish bar in the same place, and we want to just hire you guys back." And they paid us like double, and nah. it was like, and then we <laughs> nice. were there for like seven years. You were like, "Let me think about it." <laughs> it was great. <laughs> okay. The only thing that was kind of weird is we threw a giant like going away party. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And then like a month later, we're like, "Hey, we're back." <laughs> Psych. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but okay. we did not know we were going to be back, and we were really happy. And we, and it went for a long time. That's where I met you guys. Is in right. that second run, right? Yeah, and that was uh, uh, me, Max, and, and and Big Mike, Pizza Boy. Yeah, mm -hmm. we got in there. And when we got in there, yeah, you guys were rocking. People loved you already. Um, now, I had never really 
a big surprise, everybody. I'm not a huge drinker or, or bar goer. So when I go in there, I get all mines out working, basically, places. Uh-huh. Everything. So when he yep. came and saw you guys, you guys basically blew my doors off because I had never <laughs> seen anything like you guys. And you guys were fun as shit. Okay. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure. So, and, and I still tell them, like Mike and Max to this day, there's still songs that you guys sing from Flogging Molly, Dropkick Murphy's that when I hear their version, I'm like, no, 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 that's not right. Yeah. No, that's right. You guys have the right version. <laughs> it doesn't sound right to me. It sounds like they made the version, you know, the remake version out of yeah. you. So, I mean, Kudos to you guys and and Andy and, and a little gosh here a little bit man you are a great musician oh right? thank you and, and and everything every time you would ever uh, take a night off I know you have your, your stand in and stuff mm-hmm. and you do a good job by the way it was never the same buddy it, it, it's just you and actually you're incredibly smart your wit you know and your jokes because you're just pounding <laughs> if you're not a song you're counting you're pounding in those jokes and everything so yeah. you yeah. do a great job so if anybody hasn't seen Darby O'Gill and Little People Man you guys gotta take some time and, and go check them out because it is a fun fun night especially if oh, you like to drink thank you yeah oh yeah, yeah it's weird and we're, we're still working out there man we yeah. uh we're doing uh but it's not as steady as it was right um but I've also been like taking this time to like retool the act okay and I'm getting a new press kit together. We're doing costumes. Yeah. Uh, nice. I'm going to focus more on like different states. Okay. You know, so right. I'm, we're not just going to do gigs in Vegas. We're going to branch out a little out. bit. Oh, cool. Oh, they're going to love you, man. Before we were working like, you know, four or five, sometimes seven nights a week. Yeah. At, at regular places. Right, right. So there was no reason to leave. Right. Yeah. You steady know? income. Steady, yeah. steady gigs. Okay. So it's started branching out. Now, who does the band consist of now? Because I know sometimes people are coming and going and stuff. So who do you got with you now, Andy? Okay, so we have uh, Ringo still with us oh, on the boy. accordion. Yeah, yeah. I got you, Ringo. Ringo's still hanging around, still alive. <laughs> That's surprising. Miracle. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Keith Richards, we were wondering well, how the yeah, fuck he's, he's still alive. He, he got diagnosed with Keith Richards syndrome, actually. So <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yes. The drugs right. are actually keeping him alive. That's very nice. They've taken over. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, don't have him stop that. He's going to fall to pieces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's still with us. He's been there from the beginning he took a two-year world of warcraft hiatus no oh. yeah uh somewhere it's in important. the somewhere in the like mid aughts yeah, tell him that thank you for his service thing <laughs> <laughs> so but he's with us and we've got uh we've got uh mr green who was uh nancy's fiddle player okay. sub gotcha on the fiddle he's been around for about eight years yeah i think i've seen mr green at his other job a few times i've gone you might, over yeah. at the valvoline yes i did yeah. i seen him i was like i know you <laughs> <laughs> yeah well mr green's at the valvoline yes i was like where's your fiddle man are you gonna fix it with the fiddle <laughs> <laughs> so and we've got a guy named adam okay. on the drums who's really good can sing which is kind of we never wow. had a singing drummer before nice okay. so now we have an extra singer in the band which is good cool and we've got a guy named Anthony Bassett on the bass. Yeah. And that's it. Okay. That's it. That's nice. So in, in, I know that group, uh, Ringo's been with you the longest, right? Uh, yeah. Now, has Ringo been there from the beginning? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we actually started the band. We worked together at a Roxy's Diner. Remember Roxy's Diner? Yeah, I remember In Roxy's. the Stratosphere? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Everybody like sang and danced. It was like a 50s diner where everybody sang 50 songs and danced. <laughs> yes. and we did Grease songs. I'm trying songs to imagine and, you guys in that point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We, were, my, we all had dumb names at there. Mine was Moondoggy. And yeah. His was Sputnik. <laughs> so <laughs> we were in the dining room, the employee, the yeah. shitty employee yeah. dining room yeah. there. <laughs> and we're eating like, you know, fried rice and whatever. And... and and I said, I, I've been listening to a lot of like Pogues and Dropkick Murphys. Yeah. And, and I, and I, I, there's all these Irish pubs opening because there was like a craze for a little while. Right. Like yeah. Back in like 2001, 2002. Right. And where they opened a bunch of them, there was one in Palace. There mm-hmm. was, 
the one that was opening in that casino. There was yeah. one that was opening in uh, the, uh, New York, New York. Gotcha. Had one. They were just uh, popping up everywhere, basically. Mandalay Bay. Yeah, yeah. a whole bunch. And had, looking, had looking for live casinos. acts, basically, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there wasn't enough Irish bands. Right. There was only... So there would be like you go in there, be like a blues band in there, and I'm like, yeah, that's a fine. Blues is fine. <laughs> fine I love blues. And, right. And Irish but when blues you go to an Irish bar, you want it. You want. I wanted to create the atmosphere right. that I wanted to be in in an Irish bar. Gotcha. You know, which was Makes like uh, rowdy, right. filthy, yes, like drunk, <laughs> like fun. Right. Like so, I want to just like foster that atmosphere. You right. Know? Nice. So that's that's how it kind of came about. And Ringo says, "Well, I play the accordion, buddy." <laughs> and I was like, and "That's how Ringo actually sounds, by the way." <laughs> he really, yeah. yeah. So he, I said, "Okay." And my original name for the act was Haggis McRae and the Slaughtered Sheep. <laughs> All right. Uh, but he said, "What about Darby O'Gill and the Little People?" Oh. And I was like, "Yeah, that's perfect, actually." <laughs> that actually works out just fine. So that's what we went with. All right. That's, that was Genesis. That's fine. Oh, that's cool. And everything just came together. Now, did you get that gig over at, um, well, I guess we could say the old place was Fado's. Did you get the uh, Fado's right away? Uh, kind of. Okay. So we put together the act. We rehearsed like solid, like I think four or five days a week for three months. Gotcha. And we pulled everybody else in. You know, we pulled the, the drummer and the, we got uh, Tristan and Nancy Whiskey. We got her gotcha. in. And we had a bass player's name was Sean. And that was the original lineup. Yep. And we um, we rehearsed that for three months, and then we we did uh, we 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 weren't ready yet. We had rehearsed for like a month, yeah, and we didn't have enough songs to play like a full like three hour night. So we, but it was St. Patrick's Day. Oh shit! So and we, everybody's looking for an Irish band, right? Right. So, uh, do you know who Sean Eiferman is? That name does sound familiar. He's he's played around town forever. He's like okay. a like a one man like acoustic yes. guitar okay. guy. Okay, yeah, he had play, I think he played there after you. Uh, anyways, yes, I know. Yeah, that there, is. it's a good chance he did. Right. He's, yes. he's played all over town, uh, but he's a really nice guy. And he, we reach out to him, and he said, "You can like." I said, "We only know like about you know a half an hour worth of music." Right. And he was like, uh, well, "Why don't you play like, during my breaks?" And I'm like, okay. Cool. So we set up the whole giant band. Oh my gosh, for half an And hour. he played for 45 minutes. <laughs> and then we went up there and just kicked ass. Yeah. For like yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That and, but it was at the House of Blues. Like that gig oh, was at the House okay. of Blues. Yeah. So we were, so, and my whole goal was to get into Fado. Gotcha. So uh, I went into Fado and I said, yeah, you know, we played at the House of Blues. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, for like yeah, a half yeah, an yeah. hour. Right, yeah, you didn't I tell left how out long. that yeah. part. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we rocked the House of Blues. But I told him we did the House of Blues, and we were we were really popular there right from the start. Nice. Like, we pulled in a bunch of our friends and family, and we just, and we did, yeah. and we were really into back then. We were really into like taking uh, modern songs, yeah. and turning them into old traditional Irish drinking right. songs. Right. We did it with uh, the Whole World by Outcast. We did mm-hmm. it with Creep. Yeah. We did, it, we did a whole. Bunch you did of a bunch. Of, you did a bunch of them really well. So I mean, you yeah. guys. And that speaks to you guys' musical talent. And I know you guys from thinking we're, we're as together as you were, but you guys sounded great. You put the energy into it. And I'm telling you, man, it, it is it, the bouncing off of, uh, of your humor uh, uh-huh. in, infused with, you know, with Ringo. You had Nancy and you had all those together. Dude, it was just like a perfect pairing and knowing exactly where you belong and what you needed out of your band. It yeah. was just like a perfect storm. And that's, I'm not surprised yeah, it, it took off was. right away, basically. Yeah, it kind of was like, uh, 
Tristan was great. When she started in the band, she was like 18. Isn't that, isn't that funny? She was really, really young, and she was drinking her balls off <laughs> at 18 years old. Yeah. Oh, man. And I told her, I was like, I was like, listen, I'm like, you can drink, but yeah. if you get caught. That's on you. <laughs> I said, it's on you. Otherwise, you can get us all fired. Like, if we're yeah. all in on it. Yeah, exactly. We're going to say we didn't know you were 20. You weren't 21 either. Right, right. She's exactly. like, fine, whatever. So she got caught. <laughs> she got caught. You're like, what? <laughs> she got a fight with her stepdad and her oh, stepdad, like, no. called the bar and ratted her out. <laughs> and so and so the management brought us in and we're like, that's it. We're like fired. Yeah. You know, and, and we were like. Oh, shit. <laughs> the whole band was like, you're not 21? <laughs> oh, that's, oh, I can't believe you <laughs> lied to us. I feel faint. <laughs> and so she's in there crying. But the problem that the management had was we were whipping ass. Like, okay. We were, the bar was just like, because for, I would say about three years, we were like really the hot new thing in Vegas. Right. And there, I remember going outside of McMullen's. And they'd be, uh, there'd be, uh, and it was a Wednesday. Yeah. Just asshole to elbow in that place. Yeah. And you'd go outside and there'd be flyers for like clubs. So like that was the popular place to go. They knew people would be there. And to go hand out the flyer for those clubs you, you on were your the, windshield. Yeah, that's kind of neat. It's, so I'm like, that was kind of flattering. Yeah, that is flattering by the way. So, but we were like really, really popular. And they, when, when they confronted us about Tristan's drinking, uh, they didn't want to lose all that money because we were doing so goddamn well. We were right. just kicking ass. Exactly. So they were like, uh, don't drink anymore. Yeah, yeah. Don't. <laughs> Shook their finger at her. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> she was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then keep drinking anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, she would not drink. She would not buy drinks at the bar. Gotcha. I said, if you're going to yeah. drink, you better pack your, your own, own lunch flask. Lady. Exactly. Yeah. All right. That's funny. You can't, uh, can't drink at the bar no more. That's so, so I think by the time we got in there, she was already 21. Oh yeah. Yeah. She I was, well, so. she, yeah. Cause okay. we were, I, we were at, we were at Fido for five, five years. Five I, think? Years? I think that was it. Yeah. It's basically their whole time that they were there. Basically. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. We were there from, I, I think just like a month after they opened. Ah, it wasn't, okay. it wasn't very long. Yeah. Nice. Same thing with McMullins and we still play there. And you still play there. Now what yeah. nights are you at McMullins? Uh, we do like, Two or three times a month there, okay. usually Fridays. Yeah. But it's all weird. We I book it like, you know, a okay. month out, you know, when it's not real solid. Right. We are doing the night before Thanksgiving though. That's that's always oh, a cool. big night for us. Oh cool. All right. Well that, that's usually a, a big night in Vegas in general. You mm-hmm. know, all the casinos yeah. hand out all the like the pies and stuff. Everybody like that. goes out, everybody's got the next day off, so everybody goes out and parties a little bit. Families in town and all that crap. So that's mm-hmm. cool. So that's a huge night for you guys. Yeah. So now I, I know during the pandemic stuff, I remember seeing you on YouTube, you know, on, on Facebook and you did some YouTube, you did music stuff, which is really cool. I saw some of that stuff yeah, by the this, way. The streaming that when we yeah. all were in my little yeah. studio there. Yeah, yeah, that was really fucking cool mm-hmm. and stuff. Now how long were you guys uh when did you guys actually get back in and start uh, performing again? What was the actual first time? Uh, I would say uh, last St. Patrick's okay. was our first gig back, but we didn't have any real regular stuff until a little bit after that. Okay. So, but Celeste St. Patrick's was the first time like it went over, oh well, yeah, a year that you had been in. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was like, it was up right at a year almost. Gotcha. Cause, Cause everything shut down like two days before Patrick's, mm, you know, yeah. we had to cancel like 11 gigs or something. <sighs> that must've been wrong. It was, then. it was terrible. Yeah. And not knowing when the fuck that was going to come no. again. And yeah. not, not having unemployment. Like, we traditionally well, never right. got unemployment. So you never got anything then. So, yeah. And every single thing that I had required an audience. And I was doing, yeah. like, between my side gigs and the Derby gigs, I was doing, like, 19 things a week. Right. You know? Like, and I was making really good money and everything right. was going You're well. Steady. Done. Wow. Done-zo. And mm-hmm. then at that when we did our live stream. Yeah. Uh, 
three of us got COVID. Oh, really? Right oh, when it started. <laughs> and we don't know where it came from. It, right. We think it came from there. Yeah. Because we were all crammed in a room together for right. like three hours. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, but we were all over town. We were on the strip. We right. were, you know, people were screaming in our microphones. Yeah. Oh, We could have got it from anywhere. You yeah, know? yeah. But that's true. Me and Ringo and Steve, our drummer, got it. Oh, really? So, uh, well, we think Steve had it. We don't know. Okay. But uh, I tested positive for antibodies and Ringo tested positive. Really? And then you guys got pretty bad, pretty down? Or just Mine like... was super easy and light. Oh, good. I lost my sense of taste and smell. Yeah. Uh, I felt like dragon ass for like a week. Yeah. And then I was, I had a, co- a little bit of a cough. Never had a fever. Never had any oh, trouble breathing. Yeah. Ringo was sick for a month. Mm, he okay. was bad. Yeah. He was, he was bad off. It's probably because he couldn't do any drugs at the time. Where's my hookup, buddy? That's probably it was. It was withdrawals. It wasn't COVID. <laughs> so, but he got through it. He got That's through good, it. That's good, man. That's good. So, yeah, so you had all that because you had the band going. You do a lot of trivia nights everywhere. And, yeah. And, so, and all that. Yeah, you're right. Just poof. I don't know where it gone. Everything. You just look around gone. like... Oh shit! This is gonna suck, basically. Yeah, and they didn't get that uh, unemployment set up for like entertainers Forever. and stuff for like six or eight months. Yeah, thanks guys. Yeah, I'm already. You know, I had to take out credit card loans. Yeah, okay. I was like, you know, you're eating, hurting, buddy. Eating beans for five days. <laughs> I was like, oh, had a pleasant household there, <laughs> right? You know, researching, you know, good places to poop while you're living on <laughs> as a homeless person right, right. like oh i gotta figure this out yeah exactly where the hell am i gonna where the hell am i gonna dump out uh, yeah no pun intended dump out. <laughs> turns out it's walmart and yeah, it's walmart oh, okay yeah good that's right not even in the bathroom just right there basically it's, yeah, yeah no, it's just, you blend right in yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> well i know i noticed uh, talking to you and 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 setting this up uh, and i think from being um in the pandemic, you had a, a your own podcast come out. I did. I've I've always wanted to do one, um, but like I, my favorite podcasts are Radio Lab. You ever listen to Radio Lab? I've heard Radio Lab before. Yeah, Radio Lab, uh, Reply All. Okay, uh, you know po- podcasts like that, which are like more storytelling podcasts, more yes. storytelling driven. Right. I really, really like those. I really like to. I, I like how they're set up. But uh, god damn, they're a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I was scoring those. I was like writing music. Oh, wow. for the backgrounds of those. things. Oh shit. Okay, I didn't know you that. Know, I was writing, uh, doing all the research, which is exhausting. Like doing all the research on these subjects we're talking right. about, doing all the writing, uh, doing all the wow. editing, which was massive. Yeah, a massive undertaking. Oh shit. And okay. uh, but like, I really liked the finished product. You know, yeah. like afterwards, it was really fun to put together. It was fun to talk to all these weirdos right it's, it's a pot it's called skinny mats bunker tapes yes and it's a uh i don't believe in hardly any conspiracy theories right and my friend skinny matt believes in all of them uh, yes uh the, the guys that i've been listening to podcasts and it's awesome i i love the shit out of it you know that the, the back and forth between you and matt sometimes the, the stuff out of matt's mouth i'm just like checking I'm like what the fuck because i mean you he'll set up stuff and he does you know, he does his homework really well, uh-huh. impressively well. Yeah. You know, for and he, a, and he argues well. And he argues very well. Yeah. You know, for, for me, as I think, as a crazy person, he offers very well. Yeah. But, yeah. And you'll come in and you show stuff off and you'll fire back one by one, knocking everything down. And he's like, no, no, that's not right. He's like, no, <laughs> you know, I don't believe that shit. It, it, it's just fucking funny, though. Well, <laughs> what I like about it is I have, I have heard people who come at it from both sides of it. So I've heard people who believe in a lot of that stuff. Right. 
you know, who think that I am the bad guy. Right, exactly. And then people who don't believe in all that stuff, who thinks that Matt is the bad guy. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> they're all on my side or they're right. all on his side. And that's exactly what I wanted. Right, exactly. Yeah. I want I wanted people on both sides to have an entertaining show. People pick their hero. And yeah, they exactly. Yeah, and they can root for them, you right, know, exactly. when they get their licks in, you yeah, know. Right, exactly. Because uh, we both do, you know, which, right. which, is why, which is why I started the show in the first place, is me and Matt would just have these natural arguments right. about conspiracy theories. And not just conspiracy theories, but also like uh, cryptozoology, like yeah. Bigfoot and yeah. ghosts and... Uh, then he would have these dumb ideas. Like the, the police uh, episode? Yeah. <laughs> He's a, he has a million of those. Yeah. And he has this idea, and he yeah. thinks that it's a, the most awesome, most well-thought-out yeah. idea, and then I blow a bunch of holes in it. But when I blow a hole in it, he figures out a way to like plug it up. Right, to go around it and stuff. Yeah, he's, he's like at the courch and he's putting it in the boat, you know, plugging all the, the leaks and shit. Yeah, and it just leads to these really hilarious it arguments. And that, really that's good. kind of like the, the whole crux of the show. That's no, why, it's that's why brilliant because it, it's very good listening to. And, and, and I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. I can't right. wait for the next uh, episodes. And, and, and also conspiracy theories just make wonderful stories. I oh, think yeah. that's why they're so powerful. Yeah. Is conspiracy theories are have a built in story, right? And stories just compel people. They, you you want to listen to them, right? You exactly. know, as human beings, for all of time, we've told stories. Yeah, and those conspiracy theories are great. And you know what's boring as shit? But, uh... Debunking conspiracy <laughs> theories. Yeah, you know, you got the, so you got the boring part of it. I no. got the boring part. I have to figure out a way to make it exciting. Right, exactly. You know? <laughs> so when we first had the show, like Skinny Matt did his whole thing, and yeah. then I did a whole debunking, and I'm like, I am falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so I says, I'm just gonna have a discussion with Matt, and that's gonna be that's it, gonna it, be the time. whole debunking. Right. Thing. There you go. You find your little place in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a, you don't want to be falling asleep on your own show. That's oh yeah, that's funny. The test shows, uh, yeah, you had to cut a lot of those out. That's, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> uh, well, like I said, it's coming together great, and I can't wait for uh, hopefully you guys to take that up again too. Oh, and, uh, thank you, yeah. great. Yeah, thank you. Now, um, any um, let's get into your your your, your backstory uh, even before the band. I mean, wh- where are you from? Where how did you get into music? How did it all come together? I I was born in Henderson. Okay, oh, so. Yeah, I'm finding a bunch of Henderson people where they're born here, which is very weird. So, but that's yeah. awesome, though. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I heard the first episode you did, yes. and I heard you guys talking about how nobody's born here. And it, when I was growing up, it was very true. Right. Like, nobody's born here. But listen to this. My mother was yeah. born here. Holy shit. So, wow. I am a second generation that's native. Very rare. You're a unicorn, basically, yeah. buddy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's very nice. All right. So, when you come out now, is your family inclined for music, or you just kind of uh, My them? dad is. Okay. My dad. My dad played in bands just like I did. Nice. Oliver Henderson in Vegas for, mm. you know, years and years and years. Is that something, so when you saw your dad do that, that's something you kind of like, hey, I want to do that, or just kind of... Uh, I, th- I think so, it? yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think, you know, I like, I when I first started, I wanted to be a big rock star and everything. Right, yeah. But then after is. a while, then after you acquire the skills, you're like, I can actually, like, put, make a practical living with this right. if right. I figure out a way to do it. Exactly. Oh, that's cool. And that that's kind of where I came from, you know. I was nice. in an original band before that called the Kickworms. Okay. We were a uh, like rap funk act. Oh, nice. <laughs> and during the whole like the uh, Limp Biscuit era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> so we were a lot more funky. We leaned a lot more like Fishbony. Gotcha. A lot more Parliament. You okay. Know, a lot, All right. Lot like that. A little but, bit of rap in there, but yeah. Right. Yeah, but uh, and we had a lot of fun, and we were. We had great, big, like awesome shows at like yeah. little, you know, dive bars here in town, the Boston. Nice. And, but then after like the kick rooms were like winding down and I was like, 
I'm not going to start another original act and just make no... Because we didn't make any money in that right, act. Right. You, you, when you're in an original band, you don't. Right. You know, you usually just, if you make any money at all, it goes into a fund where yeah. you can pay for band stuff. Yeah, you know, right. Which is great, you know, because you're not out there four nights, five nights a week. Right, you know? exactly. But it's not making a living because you're not making any money. No. Basically. Right. You know, you're not getting... You're not seeing like, I want to eat and, and so... Yeah, and you figure like, like I, could, I could start whatever. But I didn't like... I also didn't like playing like traditional cover songs. Gotcha. Like I didn't like the traditional aspect of just you know learn Freebird, learn Hotel California. Yeah, yeah. Go out there and you know you wanted to put your spin on it. Yeah, put your little spin on it. So I'm like, how can we do something that's original but still do songs people recognize? That's fun and unique. Yeah. And that's when I came up with the Irish band. There you go. And then it's all came together. Okay. Now it's funny with you guys too. And it's not just you going up there singing and having a good time doing your own spin. I mean, you're basically kind of uh, getting these rowdy group of people and keeping them more or less in line. Not in line where you got it, but I mean, you're 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 swaying this crowd left and right, which is is not easy, man. I, and I've seen you do it like natural. I know because you've done it a billion times. But especially <laughs> when you have a huge crowd, like you know, on St. Patrick's Day, and you got uh-huh. these people in your hand and love it. It, it. It's to me when I look at it, and you might not even think about it now because you've done so much. It, it's impressive to get these people because a lot of these guys are drunk as fuck and can barely stand up, and you get them up and paying attention <laughs> to you, right? <laughs> yeah, so it's a uh, like I, I think it's just you know trial and error. Yeah, you know, I don't think I've always been. You know, as 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 good of a front man as I I was when I started, right? You know, it's been I, you get better and better at it. You learn yeah. what works and what doesn't, right? Exactly. <laughs> and you just end up, you know, going with the stuff that works, right? Another one, another thing I notice is that you guys drink a lot. Now oh, I don't yeah. know if you still do that, but you drink a lot on that, and that's another take our fucking thing. medicine, man. We'll take it. Yeah, you definitely got to have a sponge for a liver when you're in your band for sure. So <laughs> to absorb all that stuff. Yeah, whenever a sub comes in, uh, it's always fun <laughs> to see him trying to manage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so we have like, and I can basically control that too. I okay. uh, most times, not right. not all times, but uh, I I usually don't buy any drinks for myself. Right. Because the crowd will buy us drinks as yes. we go. Yes, they always do. And if I if we're not getting any, I can hustle a few up. But sometimes that goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I hustle a little too much. And when someone brings you like a you know a twenty five fifty dollar tray of drinks, yeah, right. you know, and you like ditch them, right? You're kind of a dick. Yeah, you look like an asshole. Exactly. You know? Especially because everybody can see you do it. You and know, like you know. the drummer and like the fiddle player, they can kind of ditch theirs and nobody yeah. really sees. Right. But not me. <laughs> you got to take it you all. You know, buddy. I'm right there in the front. Everybody's watching. They want to see me drink that drink. That's funny. So I drink them all. You're, you're the shield man. You got to take it all on, buddy. I drink them all. <laughs> and sometimes I challenge the audience. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, the, you know, this is the only, this is an interactive show. Right. You can buy us enough drinks to maybe get us fired. Yeah. Or maybe have one of us <laughs> fall down pass and out. pass exactly. out. Yeah. You know, like you can't do that at a Cirque show. That'd yeah. be dangerous. No, no, exactly. Yeah, the you can't buy the tightrope walker a tray of shots. Uh, I would definitely say go to that show every night. That was <laughs> that's dangerous. Someone could die. Exactly. Ours are a little more loose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Oh, that's cool. So, but yeah, I can. I'm, I'm a master at hustling drinks if we need them. But we usually, you know, we you crowd usually like runs at the same pace as us. Right. You know? Right. Every yeah. once in a while, we get some weirdo who buys us, like, one time a guy bought us 30 car bombs. Oh, my God. 
30. And, yeah. For, yeah. And it was on the strip at <laughs> like one of the oh, shit. one of the big uh, yeah. expensive Irish That's pubs. That's expensive as shit. So he must have spent like a couple hundred dollars Holy on that shit. 30 Irish wow. car bombs. So and many, we just uh, drank them as the night went on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like what are you supposed to do with 30 Irish right, car bombs? You can't bombs? take them all once. <laughs> right, exactly. As they go through. I'm like, who bought us this? Hamas? <laughs> That's a lot of car bombs. Yeah, it's like, like there's only like four of us up here, but <laughs> work on your math. But <laughs> so, so yeah, that was somebody one time bought us a giant tray of 50 shots of whiskey. Oh, jeez. You know? And like just you said, a, you don't want to dump One of those big dinner trays, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just leave it out for you. Like, okay, I get some bobbing for olives later on and stick my head in the So, thing. yeah, we just drank them as we went along. I don't think we got through all 50 of those. That was, right. that was, a, lot of, that was a lot of whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Jeez Louise. But uh, we did, we did uh, pack it up in wa- empty water bottles and take it home. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, Andy, so other than, than Ringo and I'm going to be singling him now, who... Who do you miss being not with you in the band anymore? Who who do you have a good connection with? Um, oh, probably probably Nancy. Like, Nancy. Me and Nancy had a really really fun chemistry, and uh, we both knew like what buttons to push to get the reaction yeah. we needed. Yeah, because we don't like when we go up there and we do our little in between bits. We don't like write those or pre think those. You mm, know, we right. just kind of we're just going off the cuff. Right. You know, and and she was a really great bounce board for that. And she was good at it. And. And yeah, yeah, I really miss working with her. And every she's been she's been back a couple of times. You know, I want to say like four or five times. Okay. And whenever she gets back on stage, it's just so nice because I brought Ringo up thinking he would fill that gap. And yeah, the thing is, like Ringo's strength is not that constant back and forth. Right. You know, that's just not where his strength lies. His strength is like he comes up for you know, three or four songs and is this weird, crazy presence. Right. Does all this crazy shit and goes back and he's like he's like that that guest character on a sitcom. Yeah. yeah like he's at Kramer. Yeah, yeah. He's Kramer. Kramer. You don't want to see him all the time, but just right. kind of a little sprinkling him in. Or, right. But when he comes in and does his thing, it's like fucking magic. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah, you're right about that. But it, it was just a whole different dynamic with Ringo, you know. Right. So a lot of times now I'm just like monologuing, you know, and going to Ringo here and there for right. For uh, a little, a little things here and there, but comic relief. But n- me and Nancy went back and forth all night long. You guys d- did have a, a, a good dynamic. When I remember uh, some of the funnest times that we had behind the bar <laughs> is, when, and it would be when you guys would actually start fighting. Oh yeah, and then we would look at each other like mom and dad are fighting. Everybody, yeah, mom, yeah. dad's fighting. Yeah, and then it would, it's funny because the whole crowd would kind of get kind of quiet because we could all see it and see it tense up, and you guys would be drawn back and forth. Yeah, it, our, that's that's <laughs> the thing when when you don't pre-plan or pre-write. Well, right, exactly. Sometimes it goes off the fucking rails. Yeah. No, but sometimes those are some of the best shows because we were having a yeah. ball behind the bar <laughs> <laughs> laughing about it. <laughs> I remember one time she told me she's all pissed off at me and she's all mad and she goes. She goes, I, I, I had a dream last night that I killed you. And I'm like, oh, yeah? I had a dream last night that I hate-fucked your face. <laughs> we would go back and it. forth all about, oh, we... She knew how to dish it out, though, if you're right about she that. Did. Yeah. And she did. She, and there were things she hated that I thought were hilarious, and yeah. vice versa, yeah. you know? I remember when we did a, a Under Pressure. Mm. We would do Under Pressure, and then after the song, I had a joke that I really loved, and I would say... Oh, I love Under Pressure. Uh, it's a great song for our band because uh, 
my voice sits in that perfect David Bowie range, mm-hmm. and Nancy has HIV. So it's a wonderful <laughs> blend. And, and she hated that because I, I, told, I was t- telling people she had HIV. Yeah. And I'm like, they don't think you have HIV. They it's know funny. it's a joke. Yeah. It's a crafted, perfect joke. And they know that. Like, that figure makes, out a joke to come back at me with. That, right? makes, that makes it so much better. She, she had upset by it. <laughs> so, so then one night... After the during the break, yeah. this woman comes up to me and she says, "Hey, uh, listen, I'm also positive. Oh I'd, my god, I'd love to talk." And I'm like, "Oh fuck, not going shit. you're not this helping wo- me, woman. This woman <laughs> just proved my whole argument yeah. wrong." <laughs> you're like, "God damn it, you I'm had like, to have an idiot here in the damn." Bed. I'm like, "She <laughs> doesn't have that." I was just making a joke, and then of course I'm a fucking asshole right, for, right, for making a joke up. like yeah, that. Oh my god, That's so that, that, like, that was an awkward day. Then you're like, "Yeah, you might have a point." Damn it. <laughs> that's fucking funny that's so funny. yeah me and me and nancy had all kinds of like i remember one halloween where uh somebody i don't know if you were working there then i don't know if it was fedor i i can't remember yeah but it, if i tell you you remember okay a guy came in dressed as hitler for halloween and, uh, like impeccable hitler I, that sounds vaguely familiar so so yeah. he came Jeez. in and they told him they like they said all right you can go in the pub but you're not allowed to go in the casino <laughs> dressed as hitler <laughs> <laughs> so every year we have a costume contest right yeah and and of, and of course people think that we're a safe space for doing outrageous shit because yeah, yeah, right, that's yeah. how we made a living right, right exactly like, you know no. not dressing like hitler but no, just no. being outrageous <laughs> right so oh my god so the guy comes in dressed as hitler and we do the costume contest and we do it by applause yeah right we bring up like everybody wants i said who votes for this guy and and i narrow it down right hitler fucking won the costume contest (laughs) he beat beat daisy duck (laughs) in the costume contest oh that's and one of the funniest things tristan ever said was like, what a dick. The girl who just dressed like Anne Frank just left crying. <laughs> That's what... But that was oh, that man. was outrageous. We oh. had we had tons. And Halloween is a really fun time for a yeah. band. Like, it's not a heavy holiday. It doesn't have any weird religious things attached to it. Right. It's just everybody going out and having a fun time and dressing up. And mm. Halloween's are always fun for us. We, we've done a bunch of really good group costumes. We did... My favorite one was where we went as the Muppet Band, uh, yeah, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Man. Yeah, that's cool. I saw pictures of that, yeah, man. That, that is fucking That cool. costume turned out way better than I thought it was going to. Yeah. That yeah. was really, really fun. You guys come out with some great ideas and some of the stuff that you guys going on. So yeah, cool. we've done Wonka and the Wonka Kids. Mm-hmm. I think I saw a Kill Bill in there. Uh, yeah, we did yeah, Kill yeah. Bill. I couldn't see. Who, who, was, uh, who was Uma Thurman? <laughs> uh, that was our fiddle player, okay. uh, Julian, Mr. Julian, Mr. Green. Mr. Green, okay. Yeah, that was Mr. Green. And then all of us went as the crazy 88s. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's fucking funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've, we've done a bunch. We've done almost 20. It's almost been 20 years. So yeah, Oh, yeah. So it's going to have to pretty much every years. year. I think there's been a couple where it was a weird night. We didn't have a gig, but... Okay, but it's most of them. So I mean, you're still obviously enjoying being Darby and, and doing the band and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, All yeah. right. And you just plan to keep doing it. I mean, you guys are too good not to, you know, be getting gigs at this point. You guys are have too much of a, a following, I would say, for them. So. Yeah, uh, I think something that's uh, a little trouble for us is like the Irish pubs are kind of closing down and new ones aren't opening. Okay. That's pretty you know? weird. Yeah. So like the palace one shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Fado on Eastern 
shut down. down. Shut down. They weren't open very long though. Right. Uh, but like they're just there's just there's not a whole bunch of them opening like there was when we first got that job. Got you. And there are some places like the place in the uh, Rerot in the Mandalay Bay uh-huh. and uh, New York, New York, where they have these bands in there that they just bring over from Ireland and they just stay there. Mm. They've had the same band at New York, New York since they opened, and they've oh, almost wow. been open as long as we've been around. Yeah, it was like one or two years after we were a band. Holy shit! Wow. That that place it's opened, and they've had the same act in there for like six nights a week. Really. No, they. I've never seen that. Is that how's their act? Okay, I'm oh, they're good. Yeah, they're it. good. Okay. They're, I think they're called like Sin Rira, or I think they're called Sin Rira. Sin Rira. Okay. And they, you know, they, they're 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 kind of like us, only they're uh, a little more traditional, but yeah. they still do the same dumb covers we do, like Sweet yeah. Caroline. Oh, okay. And, you know, so they're but they uh, but they're good. They're good. They're really good. They've been working there forever. Yeah. Okay. I that's don't know cool. if I could do like that. That's rough because they're doing six nights. Oof. At the same place, yeah, and I think they're doing like five hours. Really? Holy yeah. shit! That's a, which is a lot—a long time to cover for a, a a, any band. Work. That's a lot of uh, songs. Now, now, so doing your uh, band. So you say, like, at one point you were at the at, at our Irish bar there, mm-hmm. and you were doing. I think when we first started, you were doing three nights. When I first got in there, you were doing I think so. Friday, I think, Saturday, Sunday. I think either that or Thursday. We might have done Thursday, Thursday Friday, Tuesday, Saturday, something like that. But I think we were doing three, yeah, for a long time. So, I mean, obviously, like you said, you have to you know, mix it up a little bit every night because otherwise I'm pretty sure that'd drive you insane having to do the same thing over and over. Right, and that, that's kind of that's kind of how I felt about like our in-between banter and the bits we did. Gotcha. Something is that different. Was, that, was, that was where it was a unique act because especially at, at that casino because it's like a neighborhood casino. Gotcha. It's not on the strip. You're right. not seeing tons of tourists. You're seeing people who live around there. Yeah. I also think it's why we did really well is because there wasn't a whole lot to do yeah. in that general vicinity. Right. You know, and there was a live act and, you know, that's why Steel Panther did really good. That's true. So you would say that, um, like, so a local casino of that is a better crowd than like on the strip for you? It, it, it's much different. Gotcha. Like, because after we, after um, they gutted that uh, bar. Yeah. And closed it down, our like home base for 12 years, we were there 12 years. Yeah. Uh, we went to O'Shea's and O'Shea's was a great gig. Like right. we, we did, uh, I think we did two nights a week, one night a week. It was, it would bounce around to different nights, you know, Saturdays, Sundays, Fridays. Yeah. And, but it's just such a different dynamic Okay, because O'Shea's is set up to where like, uh, there's no tables or chairs. It's just, oh. it's just like gamble, like, like blackjack tables, like right across from you. Oh really? And then there's like a walkway. And people will stop in the walkway and watch you for, like, you know, a right. song. Okay. And, and then, so whenever we did, like, bits, you know, we were talking to each other, people would be like, why are these people talking? Right, yeah, where's the music at? Yeah. Uh, they so just you, didn't, they just, they didn't get it. They they didn't, huh. you know, they didn't come to see us. No. You know? They were just in the casino. We so it was them. a lot more music and a lot less talking. It's a very weird setup over there. Yeah, it wasn't what we were used to, but we made it work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was a job. It was a good job. So I'm sure the dealers really liked it. it. Yeah, <laughs> they they had fun. Yeah, I'm sure they did. That's fucking funny. The dealers and bartenders there, they were really nice. The, the whole staff there was really cool. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, and so and then once the pandemic happened, and they opened back up, they they didn't bring music back at all. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then kind of. So other than the um, the the Fados and the, and the place that we had, what, what was one of your favorite places to? Or what are your favorite gigs to? Oh, I really to, like McMullins. Like McMullins is first of all, we've been playing there officially the longest. Yeah. Because the other one shut down so but mcmullen's never did so they've yeah. been open since i think oh three 
Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that early. Okay. And 03. we started in 02. Okay. Oh, shoot. So, right so from the beginning. yeah, I think it was six months after we started, they opened. Okay. And we did Wednesdays there on a regular basis because we were locked into the other place for weekends. Yes. So we did Wednesdays there for like, I want to say six or seven years. Okay. And and it was it was awesome. Like yeah. the first five years were like awesome. You're right. And then it just, you know, you can only be the hot new thing for so long. Yeah. We got lucky we were for that long. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I said, you guys, it it wasn't, you had a whole production. Like you said, nothing was ever scripted out. So it was always a little bit different, like, and Mm -hmm. exactly how you put it. So when every time everybody came, even for us working at the bar, it was always a different show. It was never the same. Even some of the songs were the same. Always something else going on. It was always some dynamic going on, which made it fun. Yeah, so. that's, what we, that's what we tried to do, you know. Right. And it worked, so. Because it's also really hard to, like, learn a bunch of new songs. Right, right. Uh, we, we we definitely could learn more new songs. <laughs> yeah. We definitely could. You know, you guys did actually one of the, the best remakes of one of my favorite uh, Dead Milkman, Punk Rock Girl. Oh, yeah, we do that. Punk Rock Girl. Yeah, yeah. I love, when you guys finally got that down, I love that version, man. That, that it was good. You guys did a... A solid on that because I was kind of you know you're always a little worried like oh, I really love this song hoping they get it. I'm like oh no yeah you guys yeah and right. we do a straight cover of that too like we right. don't uh, I think the only thing we do different is instead of a guitar solo we do a fiddle solo right it just it works out perfectly with that song so too so now for remakes and stuff now you said you keep that one pretty straight now when you guys go into redo like the punk rock girl how did you figure like we're gonna change this up a bit or you know I'm gonna keep it the same or it's just kind of the, the way it feels at the time how, yeah, how does it- I, I think just the nature of the song determines whether we should like irish it up okay so if it's like uh if it's a song that's really solidly in one genre yeah then we feel it's funnier to irish it up right like if it's not funny to make it irish then we won't make it irish we'll just do it straight yeah but like when you're doing like a rap song yeah those are funny to make irish right of course (laughs) like we just started doing the theme to fresh prince of bel-air oh night oh really we do it like a like an old irish ballad yeah (laughs) like uh uh I pulled into the house about quarter to three, and I said to the cabbie, "You'll home smell you later." You know, so <laughs> we do really, like an old sad Irish ballad. Nice. Okay. So that's funny because the contrast is funny, right? Oh, you know, that makes if, sense. If it's something that's adjacent or you can't really tell, yeah, then it's sometimes not as funny, right? Exactly. But sometimes you do it anyway. Like we do. Um, Sex on Fire, yeah, by the Kings of Leon. <laughs> okay, yeah, and we and we double time it, you know, ooga chaka, ooga chaka. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. You know, we do it real fast like that. So sometimes it, it, we don't shoot for laughs, but it just depends. Right. Okay, uh, that makes sense. Okay. Hey, then let me uh, take a break here, guys. Uh, we'll be right back. One sec. Hey guys, this is Mr. Buttermilk from the Pimp Gimp Shrimp Show, and I'm interrupting your schedule program to tell you about a podcast hosted by three amigos who weekly sit down in a dimly lit garage and at a table most likely bought at a garage sale, where we focus on conversations and rants, movies, shows, video games, and life experiences. And yeah, I know, I know, it sounds like every other podcast out there, but we're different. What makes us different? One of us is actually an alien who's been living among us for 30 years. Dude, what the hell? You're not supposed to tell my secret, bro. What's going on? Hey, Smelly, I didn't tell anyone that you were the alien. All I said was that one of us is an alien. And it's not like I gave away Scrap Metal Secret where he wears his girlfriend's clothes at home when no one's around. Hey, okay, I guess I guess I oversee my welcome, guys, but uh, catch us on the Pimp Gimp Shrimp Show where uh, we have a good time and I'll see you there. 
Okay, guys, and we're back. Sorry about that. I had to go uh, touch myself a little bit. So, oh. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what you were doing. The, the, it's a little bit. He's like, well, I'm being so close to you. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Come on, buddy. <laughs> a lot of people do that around me. They can't control themselves. Sometimes right in front of you, though, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, the great, Andy, the great thing about you, too, is... is, is um. And you may think, well, I'm just a cover man, but you've always been down to earth, man. You've never been someone, because I've talked to even a few bands that come into the the bars that we're at a little bit, and they kind of seem a little high on themselves sometimes, but you've yeah. always been really cool and really easy to talk to, and like, you know, I don't care, just like a normal guy and stuff, you know, which which we all are, but I mean, yeah. that, that that's really approachable, I guess, and I think that adds in to your whole uh, likeness and, and the band as it is, you know, that you, oh, well, thank you. that you're, you know, that you're one yeah, of it us. It is kind stuff. of the nature of the act though. We're like, right. We like to think of ourselves like a working man's act. Here we go. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there we go. You definitely want you to have beers with us. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, that's the whole point. <laughs> so now obviously being an Irish band and you guys, your, your biggest, any kind of Irish pub, the biggest holiday is St. Patrick's day. Oh yeah. All right. So it's I, a slog. Yes. I know. And if you guys, have I told actually me this don't like it. Yeah. I, and that's, how we would feel uh, at behind the bar too. Is we didn't like it. We didn't like getting the preparation. The, the whole day was just a the amateurs, the yes. amateur drinkers. Yes, oh. and and I know a few times. I remember you know in the middle of me serving a thousand people, hearing you like, no, get the fuck away from the damn mic, asshole. You know, yeah. yelling yeah. at people and shit. So I mean, what um. There's always like a multitude of people who go, I'm going to go out to St. Patrick's Day and I'm going to get fucked up. And they do yeah. at seven o'clock at night. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, yeah right, they yeah, they right. blow the whole pace of the evening, mm-hmm, you know? Right. And you, you walk into a place, you're setting up your gear for your first gig of the night. <laughs> and there's people who are just like five in the morning <laughs> yeah, drunk. Right. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, like, dude, I haven't even started it's yet. It's not bro. a fucking marathon, yeah, yeah. dude. I mean, it is a marathon. Right. It's not a sprint. Exactly. You yeah. just ran to the finish line. Now we all have to <laughs> figure out a way to meet yeah. you there. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Oh, that, that so is many mind, amateur drinkers. Exactly, right. <laughs> so now, now, could you think of one of your rougher nights there? I mean, with me, when people ask about St. Patrick's Day and like, hey, do you remember this and that? I'm like... Actually, no, I, I don't. Uh, all I think I remember is just serving up a thousand drinks. Every time I looked up, and obviously it's, what I was doing is different than yours going on. Does anything mm-hmm. really stand out for you, basically? Well, uh, St. Patrick's Day, like our our schedule on St. Patrick's Day is usually, it's a mess, yeah. right? So we, I Because I have a hard time saying no to jobs. Yeah. And everybody wants you for that day, for mm-hmm. that, that week. It's right. not just that day. Oh, yeah. So everybody wants you for that week. So we end up working doubles and triples all week long. Jeez. Oh, right? Yeah. All week long. And sometimes two weeks, depending if it falls like on a weird day, like uh, on a Wednesday. Yeah, gotcha. You know, we'll work for like, you know, a whole, like the Wednesday before that, yeah. all through that weekend, all through oh, the next, geez. and then yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just, and, and and doing three gigs a day is rough on, like, it's just physically rough just yeah. for, it, it's gotta be because tired. basically when I'm singing, I'm like using my diaphragm and yelling, right? you know, controlled yelling. Yeah. You know, and we do three sets per show usually. Yeah. So that's nine hours of yelling. (laughs) You know, and and so there have been St. Patrick's Day, and St. Patrick's Day usually falls at the end of all of that. Right. Right. We've done all these gigs, and St. Patrick's Day is the last like round of last hurrah. And that's when I'm at my most exhausted. No. And it never fails. I always get a cold or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. Right. It makes it even worse. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And there have been like I think two St. Patrick's Days where I have no voice. By the time, and we have to bring a sub in, <laughs> right? To yeah, like funny. sing songs, yeah. You're like, I can done. talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I could do that, but yeah. I can't sing songs. So right. uh, there have been a couple times where we had to bring in a ringer to like sing the songs. But uh, the good thing about St. Patrick's Day is it's so crowded. It's such a chaotic experience yeah. that you can bring four women to fart on a snare drum on yeah, St. Yeah. Patrick's Day. And <laughs> They'll love it. People be entertained. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'll be like, yeah, like, do Danny you, boy. <laughs> didn't you do that one year? <laughs> That's so, so it's it's just... Like if things slide, if things like are a little sloppy, you yeah. know, and I usually don't, dr- I try not to drink at all just because if you get drunk at the oh, noon fucked. gig, yeah, you know, what are you going to do all day long? Yeah. You know, I've seen band, plenty of band members, you know, start hitting it hard right at the first gig mm-hmm. and I'm like, you better pace yourself, motherfucker. Yeah. We need you the whole damn day. Cause yeah. this is going to be a downward spiral yeah. for you if you don't. <laughs> like there's, there have been play. times like, but, and this is not on St. Patrick's day, but. Ringo, like we had a gig, uh, we had a gig in the in at noon, yeah, at a golf tournament, oh my right? Uh huh. So we go to the golf tournament, we do the gig. Ringo shows up, he is drunk, right? He's got like <laughs> his back is bothering him, so he got yeah. all drunk, yeah. And I'm like, dude, you gotta chill out. Like we have a gig tonight, we gotta, yeah. <laughs> we get a gig in like five hours, right? Uh-huh. You know, I, that let out at like three, you yeah. know. And I'm like, we gotta be at this thing at like nine, so. Just Chill drink some coffee, get take a nap, <laughs> relax, dude, <laughs> and come back. So he can, comes to the night gig, and he is even way worse. <laughs> he can't stand up. He's, oh my! Yeah. He picked up his accordion and fell right into the back of the the room and slid yeah. down. Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm like, so I told Nancy, I was like, dude. I, they were living together at the time. They were roommates. Yeah. And I said, you got to take him home. Like he can't play like this. Yeah, he's out. She's like. Well, yeah, I gotta take him on this bullshit, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay, well then you sing all the songs and I'll take him home. Right? Nah, yeah. Nah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she rounded him up and took him <laughs> home. So then, like three days later, when I pay everybody, yeah. Ringo calls me and says, uh, hey, buddy, check's a little light. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you yeah. talking about? He goes, I work this day, this day, this day. I said, you didn't work that last day. You were so fucked up, we had to take you home yeah. and like dump you in the bathroom. And he goes, really? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even remember. He had no oh, record. He man. thought he played the show and it went fantastic. <laughs> like it always does. <laughs> that reminds me of that Family Guy episode when the Peter and his wife were smoking pot and they thought they sung this great show and it was just, they were just going, ah! <laughs> that was yeah, Ringo. Yeah, he was. I didn't. He didn't have any memories of it, but he oh, hardly man. has memories yeah. of the ones before that, and yeah. he gets paid for those. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you know, you did show up, but that's about all you did is show up. Oh, that's fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. Sounds- there's, there's been a few times where he's like, so like, there's been times where all of us have got gotten yeah. too drunk. I mean, it's the nature of a, you know. But but when I'm the boss, I have to like yell at people for that. But when I get too drunk, nobody yells at me except the management. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I remember. Go. I remember over there at the at Fado, uh, we were playing, and they just brought me shots and shots and shots and shots, and I'm just <laughs> just loaded. Yeah. And I remember looking over, and I see the manager come over, and he's got like a a mug of coffee and like a tray of bread. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh. fuck, we're fired. <laughs> This is not good. <laughs> so I'm drinking coffee and eating bread, <laughs> putting the on show. the show, <laughs> trying to sober up. We've all gone off the rails. Like I'm, I'm no exception. Right, right. That's I just what... have to yell at people when they do. Right, well, I remember gonna... we, uh, we were doing. Uh, it was our bass player, uh, Alex. You remember Alex? Yes. Alex, who's in Third Eye Blind now. Yeah. Oh, nice. So he's officially there. Now. He's he's been oh, in Third Eye Blind awesome. for years. And good years. guy. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we're a great farm team for, for everybody uh, else. Bass players. <laughs> nice. You get, residuals? you get residuals? I don't know. I don't get anything. <laughs> Damn it. Not even a special thanks yeah, yeah. or anything. <laughs> uh, but uh, our bass player before that, uh, uh, Ted, uh, he's now a regular touring musician with the Killers. He's like their guitar player. Oh, okay, nice. All right. So Ted's with the Killers. Oh, jeez. Uh, Alex is with Third Eye Blind. But on Alex's 21st birthday, uh, he it was at McMullen's. And he got so drunk that he was the first Darby member to puke on stage. Oh, nice. He was not the last. Yeah, no. (laughs) But he was the first. And I remember it was the very last song of the night, and we're doing 500 miles. Uh And it's at the slow part. I'm going to be the man who's coming home. And then the crowd just goes crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? I'm like, what did I do? And I look over and he's got this long hair and he's just puking <laughs> into this like pitcher. That's fucking awesome. And it's all in his hair. Oh. And he's, it's just a mess. And the audience is going nuts. They loved it. And uh, so, so the, the type of crowd that you would bring in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Was, well, because we'd been, the crowd had been buying him shots all That's night. Like true. they got, they got their entertainment. They finally got what they wanted. Oh, you not entertained. <laughs> so, awesome. so yeah, we uh, and then I got yelled at by management for that, mm. <laughs> uh, and I, I said it was all part of the show. You know, yeah, I always yeah. try to spin it like it's part of the show, and yeah. it is. Yeah. It is. You know, he pukes every night. You guys don't see that. You, get, yeah. you must and, miss that part. And, yeah. and the the bar manager he was like, you know, there's piles of puke here every night. And I go, well, they're not getting the flu. <laughs> they're right. puking because they're drinking too much. You right, want to right. start cutting people right. off? Right. I don't think that's above my pay grade. Right, right. <laughs> I'm supposed to get them to drink. Let <laughs> me do your job. Okay, gotcha. Every right. time you see a pile of puke in that parking lot, it should fill you with a warm, good feeling that you did a job well done. A lot of sales there, buddy. <laughs> That's funny. I like that spin on that. Then, so yeah, so th- now, now, now they can puke all over that bar. And, uh, yeah, they, right, uh, right, yeah, yeah. Okay, That's funny. <laughs> oh, that funny. Oh man. So now, could what is it? I'm sorry. Get my concert. Working in Vegas now, and I know you've been out basically out of state, and you've done gigs out of state, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. A few, not many. Okay, but. not many. Now, would you know the advantage of of being here in Vegas and, and doing, you know, playing gigs and stuff, and other than being outside of Vegas, what, yeah. what would you say that the advantages are? Absolutely, there's a lot, and there's a lot we took for granted too, because mm-hmm. we I, I've since met musicians from Nashville, okay, and they get paid. Uh, Less than half what we do. Oh, geez. Wow. And they're probably 10 times as good as we are. Really? You know? But, and all yeah. the bars pay exactly the same, and it's dirt. Okay. It is dirt. Wow. So they re- and, and they do music from like 8 in the morning or something oh, until yeah. like 4 in the morning. Wow. Okay. Like, and they have just, as a band, you'll go in, and you can do three shifts in a night. Yeah. But if you do those three shifts, you make as much as I do in one three-hour night. Wow. And they're doing nine hours. Working a lot harder for a lot less, basically. Yeah, but they do make really good tips, though. Okay. Like, they do make probably better tips than us. Probably way better. All right. So, it might even out. Almost kind of like the waiter feel to it. You know, they're getting paid less per hour, but then tips and what is... But we also make tips. Yeah. We also also do tips. Right. Okay. So, that's cool. And and, and it seems like here you would have a more steady... uh, uh, place for gigs, I would imagine. Depending, yeah, depending what 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 you like. You say, yeah. Well, Nashville is a lot of steady work, but that's okay. Nashville. But like, you go to places like L.A., uh, you know, any other normal city in the country. Yeah, and you just don't have the kind of opportunities at the kind of money. Yeah, that they that you have here in Vegas. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just it's just better. Like, I, I'm sure it's better for you as a bartender. 
oh, to yeah, be a bartender definitely. here than it is to be in like Crow's Ass, Minnesota. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's you true. Know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. You can afford this beautiful house. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Unless you got like a wife doing some crazy like yeah, lawyering yeah. or something. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. <laughs> she just uh, looks after me and slaps me on the head when I do things wrong. So, All right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, as a yeah. bartender, you can make a lot of money in this. We, I do good, man. And I've been in that place for a while for a reason, you know. It, yeah. It's, 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 it's good. A lot of so. service industry jobs here pay far better than That's true. anywhere that, else. I guess that would, that, that makes sense. And it, it would extend across the board, a bunch of, you know, band playing and gigs and mm-hmm. stuff and everything. So yeah. that's neat. Now, I, I don't, you know, um, I don't know if I ever told you that I, I had run the uh, music board at um, the King Arthur's Tournament show at one point. I had got, actually learned it. And oh, yeah? Coming. Yeah. Like, run, the, like the front of house board? Like- uh, yeah, the front of house board that would mix the music in and stuff. Uh-huh. And I did it for three months and I got trained and everything and... and, and that was fucking stressful as fuck. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, much kudos for you and you're just going up there and doing that. I'm, I'm sure, like you said, after a while you get it, dude, but I, I just learned a little bit and, and right away, it was on like a three month gig and I, and I dropped uh-huh. off of that. So every time I do that and I think about that and think about you guys, you know, doing what you do and, and, and it's impressive, man. And, and I, I appreciate all of you guys, the music that you do. Oh, and, thank you. And again, the smart and the wit and which comes out in your podcast, dude, again, your podcast <laughs> is fucking great. And, and I love it a lot, guys. <laughs> I I, I want to thank you, Andy, for coming on, man, and, and sharing your stuff, sharing your stories and everything. Oh, no problem. It was a lot of fun. It was great seeing you again. Think, yeah, it was really good seeing you. It's been a while since I've seen Andy, so it was good yeah. seeing you again, man. Hey, do you anything you want to plug or add or anything? Yeah, just uh, Darby O'Gill and the Little People. You can check us out on Facebook. Same thing with the podcast, Skinny Mats Bunker Tapes, and uh, also Robot Brain Trivia. That's the trivia company that I own and yeah. host. That's another fun thing to do is with you. You do mm-hmm. good is a trivia. It's a really fun little weekday thing, yeah. Nice. We're doing... We're doing four days a week now, so okay. And where's that at? Uh, we're doing Mondays at L Two Texas Barbecue. We're doing Tuesdays at the Tavern over in Rainbow. Okay. Uh, we're doing Wednesdays at Huddle Brewing um, downtown Vegas. Okay. And then also in downtown Vegas on Thursdays we're doing uh, three sheets. Okay. And they usually start around six, seven, eight. If you go on the website or the it's Facebook all, page, it, it's definitely. all in there. Okay, cool. Well, thanks, man. Thanks a lot again, Andy. Hey, guys, thank you. That was episode four with our buddy Andy Morris here, the founder and lead man of Darby O'Gill. Ooh, hey, dee, 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 dee. <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, if you want to contact the show or get a hold of me or anything, you can go on Twitter or Instagram at TFV underscore podcast. Again, that is at TFV underscore podcast. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.